0: The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith.
1: Woo, man.
0: I think I forgot to tell my wife I was coming up here to record tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what's weird is, so I think I kind of announced this on the air, maybe. Um, <clears throat> not sure. But I had, you know this, obviously, I had my right side of my thyroid taken out. Mm-hmm. And when it was done, the got a really cool scar now i do (laughs) i have a lot of stories i'm gonna tell with that (laughs) bar fight stories um no but uh it didn't really hurt the way you would think it would hurt it was more like because they put the trach tube down when they do the anesthesia Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of just like whatever yeah but ever since i've had it and it's only what maybe a month out at this point somewhere around there Stop Um, being a baby I, 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 my voice is like, I, I've lost certain parts of my voice. Like I can't do the Rick Flair, the high notes you, know, you, you know, the Rick Flair woo. Yeah. I can't do it. Woo. Like, that's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> that's all I got. I got. I, Don't try to do that then. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't do it. It sounds terrible. So anyway, no, uh, WWE wrestling for me, I guess. No WWE wrestling. No. Nope. Um, I have another thing for you too. What's that? You gave me the advice, of? which I passed on to my wife, that the best way to make your laundry just... A little bit of lavender. A little bit of lavender. And I said, Crystal, I said, my shirts, they're bug- they're bugging me. I, I need some lavender in my life. Yeah, man. And now my whole house smells like Big Keith. <laughs> I love it. And there's nothing better. <laughs> it is, it is Listen, a good smell.
0: Listen, like I said, I'm a big man, and I don't know where along the line. I think it's, it was my grandmother. My yeah. grandmother just took pride in laundry, and I grew up with really good-smelling laundry. Yeah. And I just don't want my laundry not to smell good.
1: <laughs> I respect a big man who takes... He takes pride in that, I want yeah, to say. Want to a lot of big good. men don't, so. I don't. I don't want to smell like sweat. Exactly. You got anything for me? Anything new? Oh, man, I don't even know.
0: What is new in my life? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm happy that we got a couple training things on the schedule. That was exciting that we're working that through. Yeah, definitely trying to get more training. Um, and uh, no, no, nothing nothing
1: exciting. Cool. All right, well, for those of us that are out there listening across the podcast world, I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Most of you already know that, but that's for the new people who just caught on to the fire. Uh, And today's episode is sponsored by, of course, Target Sports USA, their new ammo offering, New Republic, was specifically engineered for performance and reliability and is available in six popular calibers. Be sure to sign up for their Ammo Plus membership at TargetSportsUSA.com, which gets you 8% off all ammo purchases and, of course, makes you eligible for their truck giveaway in September, which Big Keith and I will be there yeah, man, on that festive day. So we'll be there to maybe give you a truck. And speaking of that new Republic, uh, last
0: training uh, session that we went to, yep. I went through 250 rounds, not a single issue. Nice. Um, so I've been using that stuff pretty, pretty consecutively now for training and uh, no issues with it.
1: Very cool. Yeah, I, I, I really, I think one time I had one one cartridge, that, one, yeah. out of like like hundreds and hundreds, which to me, like- I know That's I'm, normal. I'm saying that because I want to say like- Probably was your gun. It, it very well could have been. It actually made me a little <laughs> nervous. I was actually like, oh, <laughs> not the shadow systems again. If uh, you guys are out there and you're looking to support us, which I hope you would, and I know many of you do, obviously make sure you're subscribed. Uh, you know, all the forces are against us in the gun community. You know, if, if I was doing a podcast on cooking, like I could grow this show tenfold, right? But the algorithm, all that stuff, it's all against us. So it really genuinely does help us when you go and leave a five-star review on Apple and a comment. Like the comments say like, that's really important. And Spotify just started a really new, cool thing where you can kind of put your opinions of what you thought about certain episodes or about certain topics on an episode, which I think is really cool, and it allows me to actually also pose questions. So keep an eye out for that if you listen when on Spotify. When yeah. you're
0: thinking of Mike and Big Keith, just go click five stars. That's it, five click stars.
1: Or if you don't want to click five stars and you're on Spotify, just like tell us what you thought, give us feedback. You
0: yeah. know, say we suck. I don't care.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll <laughs> read it on the air too. All right, so we're going to get into this thing, but before we do uh, and we get into our co-host tonight, I want to talk about on-site firearms training, which is where we're going to be training next Wednesday. The entire crew over there is an outstanding group of people who genuinely care about helping their students. We've seen it firsthand, and they really do work very hard to make shooters better shooters. And I think that's really important that they care so much. They have an extensive course offering and teach classes throughout the country, whether it's pistol, shotgun, or even that tactical lever action that you have sitting in your closet. You're guaranteed to find a course to meet your needs, so check them out at oftllc.us. And, uh, like I said, we trained with them last week or two weeks ago, we're training with them next week and, um, man, they're great. So now I, now I just got to remember what they taught me last week.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, well, they told me to do more dry fire and I did not do that. So I'm <laughs> well, not expecting you got a week. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> that's true. All right. So tonight's guest co-host is no stranger to the show and he's back to chop it up with us. Please welcome Chad Smith from Flatline Fiber Co. Chad, what's going on?
3: Hey, how's it going, guys? Everybody you, doing good? Good. You you dry firing, Chad? Uh no, not enough. Yes. <laughs> I mean,
1: yes, but not enough. Well, you it sounds like saying? you're doing more than Mike. <laughs> it, it's amazing that the thing that's free and would make me better is the thing I don't do. But the <laughs> things that I cost, cost a lot of money, I do tons of. Right. Yeah. That's typically how yeah. it goes. Yeah. But, I don't I don't uh, want to be cheap, you know.
3: I'm guilty as charge as well. Yeah. Uh, not nearly enough dry firing with rifle or uh, pistol, so
1: yeah. Well, Sean Martin, pink shirt, who's an OFT guy and friend of ours, he'll be on the show in a few episodes down the road. Here, um he like, when we did the Mantis League. I mean, he was like dry firing like hundreds, oh, and yeah. hundreds of rounds. He everything. was killing it. Yeah, and I mean, he's like, one of the fastest, <clears throat> you know, fastest guys I've seen with a pistol, and it shows. So mm-hmm. I really should be just taking that advice. But, I
3: completely uh, dropped the ball on that myself. I didn't even jump. I jumped in, and then I didn't even, I didn't even take part in it. That, that was a that was a I definitely dropped the ball. I think that was man. your a,
0: idea too, Chad. It was your idea. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was my idea to a way to incentivize myself to dry fire more. Well,
0: I, <laughs> we're gonna do it again. We're gonna do it again. It was a bit of. You know, we only ran it for four weeks, and, you know, uh, both Mike and my lives are pretty crazy. So it, it is just an, another thing to add, but we're going to make it happen. We know the listeners who did join really enjoyed it. Yeah. And they, they've been asking for Shout it. Shout out to so. Jack
1: Neat, right? He was the winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got a lot better, too, man. Like, I, like if you look at his progress, it was pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so, um, really so Chad, you influenced at least one person, so there you go. <laughs>
3: There we go. <laughs> Someone else other than myself. So that's that's good. I'm happy to help.
1: <laughs> so what's new with you, man?
3: Uh, nothing much, man. Just uh, the normal stuff of just grinding away, being a small business owner and uh, just trying to continue to progress the business and get better, uh, become a better person, a better shooter. Uh, you know, just a ton of stuff, trying to be a better father, uh, better husband. Uh, and keep up with everything that uh, that entails you know what I mean so it's a lot but uh, I enjoy every
1: day so I find very similar stuff everything you just said but I find the trying to be a better father and husband is the one that I'm like yeah you you struggle because they're the ones who give up so much so you can do those other things and it's sometimes sometimes I I I definitely, uh, ride the guilt train a little bit of like, man, like maybe I should be doing this with them instead of this with, you know, me and doing my things. But, uh, I think it's normal. You know, I think that's natural. I think if you talk to anybody or any of our listeners out there, I guarantee people are like, yep, that's me too. You know, there's a lot of people that don't at least
3: acknowledge what we're acknowledging. And
1: that's the big thing. Yeah. That's it. You gotta try. Yeah, for sure. The key was trying for sure.
3: And I think, um, I think I, I don't practice it nearly as much as I should, but if uh, if I can include them in any type of way with yeah. the business or with training um, or anything that I have going on, projects, uh, trying to re- remodel my home, any of that stuff that we can kind of do together, that definitely helps bringing them into the fold with some of that. Obviously, they can't go on some of these long trips that I go on training weeks and stuff like right. that. But if we can go to the range together or we can do stuff in the shop together or at least talk about it and make them feel a part of it, that, yeah. that helps. Yeah. You know.
1: So speaking of the shop, uh, we have not spoken. And since we reviewed the pimp, yep. uh, still my okay. favorite name of any product, uh, that I've ever gotten <laughs> in the gun industry. Um, <laughs> I feel like you need to do like a video of you shooting with that thing on and like a little like 50 cent song (laughs) in the background. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
3: That was totally going to supposed to happen. Uh, It was actually the, the product name uh, Duffy from kinetic consulting. He came up with uh, the base of the name. and I just had to help him figure out one of the letters. Yeah. uh, The first letter uh, being practical (laughs) individual medical pouch. So yeah, I thought that was funny. He's pretty clever when it comes to naming.
1: Things, yeah. So. Well, I I really we both really liked it. Uh, it's on our battle belts. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I rock on my battle belt now. Um, we just trained, like I said, a week ago. And man, you you know, I was like hounding you like, when is it coming out? I really I really want to get one on my battle belt. When's it coming out? And yeah. man, you really hit it out of the park. I mean, it really does. I have a jam packed with stuff, and it's still is in a very small, compact size in terms of footprint. And, you know, for me, I didn't want this giant thing, but there's there's stuff that I want and I want to have it on me. And you were able to somehow sprinkle some magic dust on it make it happen. You can fit enough in there to have
0: enough time to get to a bigger kit if you need other definitely,
3: stuff, you definitely. know? Exactly. And that was kind of the idea of it, just that your practical needs in it Um, for your individual yourself, um, and being able to, uh, buy a little bit of time to get to a larger kit. Cause if you're, if you're training, uh, you should have a larger kit nearby anyway that you can go to, even if it's in the truck or if it's, uh, near the, near your ammunition and stuff like that. Um, or if you're law enforcement, you should have one in your vehicle. Same thing with the mill guys. They're going to have a medic or they're going to have, and they're going to have, you know, stuff nearby in a vehicle or in a pack on somebody. So I agree. um, That's kind of the idea behind it. Small footprint, but can fill a a good need for everybody.
1: It definitely fills that role of, you know, of an IFAC, exactly what it is. Right. And that's, what's important. So we're going to get into the show, but before we do uh, give you an opportunity, is there any new stuff on the horizon that you can, hint at or talk about or give a little preview of um there's definitely some uh probably i'm working on about
3: three or four new products right now wow. i can't really talk about them specifically okay um but i can tell you that i've been training the past year or more in uh more marksmanship stuff okay so sh- shoot shooting further um maybe some and getting some into training bags maybe some shooting bags Hey, and you never know but you know uh yeah there's a there's going to be an assortment of of various things that will work together in that you
1: know. i like that teaser though it like my so, yeah. brain's perco- percolating yeah nice. yeah that's what
3: i've been that's what i've been focusing on for the past um cool. year or so working with uh mike over at PreCore performance shooting and um Working with Fred uh, over at County Cook Tactical, so oh, cool. and you can make you, maybe awesome.
0: you can make some shooting bags that double as like cornhole bags. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea.
3: I could definitely make some easy easy cornhole bags. <laughs> <That's for sure. laughs> that wouldn't take very long.
1: <laughs> All right, so you are coming to us from Georgia, uh, yep. very, very jealous of your pro gun state, <laughs> uh, and so recently. Marjorie Taylor Greene was in the news. Keith, what do we got for this? Well, everybody was up in arms um,
0: about the fact that she was showing explicit images of Hunter Biden during a, uh, during a conference uh, and during an oversight hearing, actually. And, you know, I just was really cracking up at how, you know, so many individuals were Upset about it. Um, journalist Aaron Harper, or, 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 I'm sorry, Rupar, uh, tweeted, uh, MD, she he wrote out the name, but MTG is currently brandishing, hunt, brandishing Hunter Biden news during a House uh, hearing. I'm not going to post it. Disgusting. And um, Lincoln Project tweeted, the GOP is getting teachers fired for teaching sex ed while the GOP shows porn on the House floor. And uh, it just, things just really got me
1: laughing about the whole thing, you know? Can we go back to that one about the uh, GOP and the sex ed? Right there. All right. So out of context, that sounds like, like, wow, man, that's crazy. But let's be honest, and, and I don't know the context. But let's be honest: when they're talking about, they're not talking about sex ed, like knowing what a penis and a vagina are and how to put a condom on. No, they're, so, they're, so, <laughs> some of these things are like outlandish. Well, it's in funny their because, like, they,
0: he's you know, Lincoln Project says that, and then Florida Republican Brian Donalds came to their defense and was like, according to you know uh, Repre- Representative Raskin's and uh, Daniel Daniel Goldman, um, the the explicit images of Hunter uh, Biden presented by. Representative MTG are too racy for the oversight committee and demand they go away. These are the same Democrats that want this material in our kids' schools.
1: So you know, it's just like it goes the same way. Like it's yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna save my comment and I'm gonna give the floor to you, Chad. What do you think of all this stuff?
3: Uh, I think it's hilarious. It Uh, really is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's ridiculous that they're making it. These are images
0: that he actually took. Like he took them. Right.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous on both sides, in my opinion. Totally. Um, to, to be honest with you, I, I don't think it's really relevant, but uh, whatever. They keep going down that rabbit hole, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, uh, if the, in my opinion, okay, if if a lady wants to sell herself for some money, then she should be allowed to do that. Well, that's just That's uh, my opinion, and I don't really care who does that kind of stuff
0: a little bit of context uh, i mean she she was doing this because the hearing was discussing whether or not he had broken what's it, is it called the man laws is that what it's called when you right, right? when you so, bring a a woman across state lines. Across state lines, yeah. lines for you know it could, could be a man too when yeah. when you, when you bring a person a human being you it's know human across, trafficking is, yeah it's human trafficking right and you know he she blew up these pictures to say, you know, Hunter recorded multiple sex tapes with a prostitute he paid for out of his law firm's bank. And Mm. she also blew up a picture of a plane ticket for this woman in question. And basically it was like, you know, he bought her a plane ticket to go to Las Vegas to perform (laughs) the sex
3: act. So I missed the part where he used his law firm's money or
1: used the law yeah. firms, Well, that's the accusation, uh, I guess I should say. Right, allegedly, we don't, you know, we we don't, we don't didn't see any of the proof. Sorry, right, so there are a couple things here for me. So first off, from what I read when you sent this to me, Keith, it sounds like what they're trying to say is there was improper conduct for a committee meeting. Is this sort of the way that I read it? Now, yes. I, I, I don't know the rules. Th- that is what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know the rules. I don't know what you can and can't do in a committee meeting. Although it seems to me that if you're talking about an individual and wrongdoing, and you have evidence or something Correct. that is valuable to your case. Correct. So so let's just say explicit that. Explicit or not. Let, let's just say that the rule, the committee rule is, you know, you, you cannot show explicit material. This isn't just explicit material. It's not like she held up, held up like, you know, uh, put a, a porn movie on. They
0: don't even know if she should be displaying this in, in committee. It
1: was a question. Right. The question was, should we be displaying this? They don't even know. Right. And if that's the case, if, if there's not a hard, fast rule that says you can't. Then in my opinion, if you're trying to prove a case and this is evidence, I don't see why it would be, you know, there'd be any foul play or wrongdoing on MTG. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right, I agree. Yeah. So Chad, I actually wanted to ask you, what are the general thoughts and opinions of her amongst conservatives in Georgia since you kind of have more firsthand knowledge? Mm. Because she's definitely, you know, she's in the news a lot. She's a little, she's a little spicy.
3: I'll be honest with you. I don't. I don't pay attention to her specifically, or, okay. or people's thoughts on her. To be honest with you, good for you. So I, that's I fair. Could, I couldn't speak on that. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't keep up with it uh, enough uh, to to be able to speak on that. So I'll be honest on that one. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's 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 fair. I mean, overall, like I said, I just it it just kind of struck me as funny, and I did take the 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 position that you took too, Chad. With is like, you know, it. It really is just wrong. It's wrong on both sides, to be perfectly honest. But this is what our taxpayer dollars are doing right now. Like, this is what they're arguing over, you know. And just to, you know, today, which will be a few days old by the time this airs, but Hunter's plea deal that we talked about on the show a few weeks back, which was a sweetheart of a deal, has blown Mm -hmm. up in his face. And it's—the judge has said, um, you know, I'm not ready to accept this plea deal. And basically, some of the reasons for it are— there are multiple reasons, but you know the two, the two main, three main reasons, I guess, are the judge isn't a hundred percent sure that based on the way the plea deal is written that he won't be um, have immunity for future crimes, which is a big problem. The other one is this particular judge, if I'm, if I read this correctly, put someone in jail for five years for the same gun charge that Hunter Biden was being pleaded down. Which was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, falsifying a forty-five seventy-three um, about using drugs and purchasing a gun, and the third reason is that um, oh crap, I've drawn a blank here. That was two reasons, and then what the heck? But was he's it? a
3: felon with a yeah, felon with a firearm, right?
0: Yeah, that was that was the, that was
3: the falsification of the forty-four seventy-three. Yeah, which yeah.
0: was basically pleaded down and it basically was like what the judge was saying is you're trying to say that, you know, some sort of pleading guilty to to these tax evasion charges makes this gun charge go away. And she's like, "I, I don't know that I'm okay with that. Oh, and now I remember the third reason. The third reason was somebody from Hunter's legal team called the judge's office and spoke to the clerk and tried to misrepresent her—I think it was a woman—misrepresent themselves to say that they were part of a Republican lawyer and that they wanted them to remove—that they were okay with them removing articles of evidence with regard to the tax documents. And so this person on Hunter's side was saying she's from the Republican's lawyer and basically trying to say, oh, please remove these documents— Luckily, the clerk was like, something doesn't seem right here. They called the law office to confirm, and the Republican law office said, uh, no, that was not us. And now the judge is like, you know, what is this all about? And Hunter's team was like, oh, no, 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 uh, the clerk misunderstood what we were saying. So there, there's all these problems now. I mean, I'm I'm quite glad, honestly, This the plea deal— I'm happy that it's blowing up in his face and it, it's, he yeah. pleaded not guilty
1: today. So it's either
0: going to go to trial or they're going to come up with a revised Yeah. The,
1: so the thing that makes me laugh as you're telling, telling that situation and it's going to kind of lead me into the, the next article I want to talk about is we're in this weird spot. And we've talked about it before in our country where the two we we're so divided and you've used the analogy before, like we just can't make our way to the 50 yard line. Yeah. And, on top of that it's like one side goes after the other you know it's right now trump you know whether you love him or hate him i mean the guy's been on trial just one time it another, doesn't seem like they
0: talk about anything for the overall majority of american people or the good of the country, country. Well, which i which i believe is the majority of the american yeah. people yeah. but yeah. you know i don't i feel like i hear nothing about that no you know it's, we talk about climate change when when we're talking about 250 years worth of 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 recorded weather
1: the earth is 2 billion years old. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, what's funny, about? I mean, I don't want to go down that, down that rabbit hole, but I will just, really That's quickly. one example. No, but it's funny right. you said, because it's like, yeah, we probably are contributing to global warming. If I had to, if I had sure. to, right, we probably, are. but we've gone through multiple ice ages. We've, we've gone-, gone through multiple, <laughs> yep. but here's the, thing. we fucking <laughs> occupy the planet. Like, th- like that is what we do. Like it's just, it's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we probably are having- It's going to happen that. on its own regardless of I what. saw a funny thing the other day right. since we were on this topic. And it said, governments across the world can't figure out how to solve homelessness. But they're <laughs> right. going to figure this <laughs> figure out. Figure this out. Right? Like, they can't figure out how to put people <laughs> in houses and give them food, but they're going to figure this shit out. You know, it's crazy. And, uh, the, you know, that I said there's the, the article I want to talk about- is so, this mystery company is buying up 800 million dollars in land already bought, already purchased, yep, over uh, over uh, years, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's raising national security concerns. So, it's at Travis Air Force Base to be specific, yes. And the company, the, this is all they know about them, basically. The company that is purchasing is under the name uh, Flannery, is the company, yes. and Flannery Group, yeah. yes, the Flannery Group and uh john garamendi who's a democrat from california so he's actually in the article he's the he's concerned and this was actually something where i was like okay like here we have someone who i don't politically maybe agree with but i like to see that there's someone from the other side of the aisle that's concerned about this kind of stuff that's good that's a good thing yeah we can all agree on some other country spying This us he, well, isn't well, good right <laughs> you would think i mean let me finish here uh so there's a few things here. First off, it's very secretive. They can't get any information on this company. Yeah, they don't even respond. They're talking to lawyers, basically. They they believe, well, Jaramondi, but he believes that it's for the purpose of spying and believes that there's there's reason to believe that the Chinese might be involved. So those are just his beliefs where he's getting information from. I don't know if he has any because... No local, state, or federal agencies can seem to track down who's behind this, what's behind it. I call Um,
3: BS on that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right? Well,
1: it seems a little weird to me, right? And all right. So there's a company from China who they bought a ton of land. So they're already in this area. And they wanted to build a 400-foot silo. Yep. And they were like, no, you can't do that, right? And meanwhile, while this is happening, this is all farmland. And they, they keep trying to say, like, well, we're going to build a, an offshore off shipping. And they're like, there's no oceans around. <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? Like, well, we're going to start farming. And they're like, well, you're going to lose money farming. Based on what you paid for the property. Based on what you paid for the property. Yeah. And then if that isn't bad enough, they're suing, right. na- suing, suing, suing neighboring landowners and farmers. So there's all this shady shit going on. And... It makes me laugh because w- all I could think about when I'm reading this is I've been on vacation. I want to say it was the Bahamas, Bermuda. It was Bermuda. And I said, hey, like, what would it take? Like, if I was interested in coming here and living here, they said, oh, you can't. And I was like, what do you mean I can't? And they're like, well, they're like, you could, but they're like, it's not like you just come here, buy land, you're you're a landowner and you just live here. They have strict rules. Like, who would have thought another country <laughs> is sovereign and can dictate that other people can't come in. And just buy land and just become citizens and become landowners. But meanwhile, and if you look this up, there is tons and tons of money being pumped into Manhattan, right in our backyard, where there's literally empty penthouses owned by Chinese companies for whatever reason we don't know. It's it's even happening closer than that in our backyard. Yes. You know, but it's just it's but then we get to and I'm kind of commingling here. We get to the border crisis, right? And mm-hmm. you have the Democrats, which is why I said it's interesting that a Democrat from California is saying he's concerned. The Democrats have no concern over us being a sovereign nation that doesn't just allow people to just pour into our borders. It's all, to me, it's all related, right? Like you cannot just have people buying up property. You cannot have people just pouring across the border. You know, right. it, it's, you're, you're seeing, um uh, Child trafficking, sex trafficking—you're seeing all this stuff happening, and meanwhile, they stifle it, they downplay it, they allow terrible things to happen, and then they wonder why we're crumbling from within. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, I just—I read this article and it really kind of pissed me off because it's like all you'd have to do is just fucking hold the line a little bit. Chad, what do you got for this? I—I just—I I find it very
3: troubling to be honest with you um that they that they seem to uh say that they don't know who is actually buying up all the property i call bs on that they can figure that out um if i can figure out uh who my neighbor is i'm sure they can figure out who their neighbor is because they have a little bit more power and more access to things than i do um two why uh, doesn't the you know they, the government should do something about it, of course. And, and I'm
1: sure they are, um, maybe, um, only because but, it's national security in an air force base though. You know what I'm saying? Like right. if it was just them buying right. up land to just own in land Georgia and- down
3: the road from me to, yeah, close to the CDC and all that stuff, that wouldn't be a problem. I'm sure. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I also, I also find it very weird and it's, um, Because if the, if the Chinese government is buying land in the United States to spy on us close to an air force base, I think that that's, that's very strange because, um, when does, what are we in the fucking 1960s or something (laughs) where you have to be right up on somebody with some binos to spy on (laughs) somebody, right. You know, it's like the, it's like the, the, the weather balloons that were flying over spying on us. Like they don't have satellites, they don't have drones, they don't have any other means to do the, to do this to spy on us. They have a ton of means to be able to do that. So I, just, I find that that's weird as well. Just to interject, really,
1: just to interject really quick. Yeah, I, I have to say that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good point because I don't think that this is like a spying thing. I think it's a I don't think what, so either. I think what, it's just power, right? What What are they never going to make more of? Land, land. land. So if yeah. you own the land, what do you have? You have power. Power. So if another yeah, nation, if another nation is buying up property at the eight hundred million dollars in land,
3: and so it's fa- more about control from expanding that military base, maybe. What's to say? That, what's
1: to, so? What is? I don't know if you know this or not, but what is one problem that China has? a has a serious issue. They have a huge population and they live in a Populate, very, very, Well,
3: they actually, they have a huge population, but their population is actually dwindling. It is. Like but, more rapidly than than the- than Yeah, America. they
1: just opened up that you can have more than one child, right? It, it, it is dwindling <laughs> and, and their population is el- more elderly. But my point behind this is if you have a huge nation and most of your nation is rocky mountainous terrain and you can't yeah. farm it, it seems pretty mm-hmm. advantageous to buy farmland somewhere where it is- Fertile land, and then what's right. to stop them from shipping all that food over to China? It's yeah.
3: it's like why why does everybody want to control Ukraine? Yes, the right. same reason yep. exactly for land and fertile soil.
1: Yeah, Keith, you have uh, anything on it? No, resources. I mean I,
0: I think we've we've touched on everything. I mean it is very very suspicious. I hope they get to the bottom of it. Um, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they could. The federal government could take over pieces of property through uh, what's it I mean, uh, a domain. A, a domain. I that's mean, that's a lot of
1: property, though. I don't know.
0: Well, not all of it, but maybe they take over some of it. I, I, I really don't know. Well, but, I think first of all, you, you have
1: to stop foreign foreign nations from sending people over and buying. It property. doesn't
0: sound like it is a foreign nation. It sounds like it's a U.S. formed company. You know, yeah. So,
1: well, that's why when Chad said, in, "How do you in not bed find with out a foreign, foreign country?" country.
3: So, say that again. You know. It is maybe someone domestically, but they're in bed with it. Correct. Affairs. Right, right, right.
0: Already, it's you, like, it, this like, this is, I guess, the gift and the curse of our freedom yeah. and the gift of yes. the curse of our country, you know, so. 100%.
1: Well, yeah, speaking, of, speaking of freedom, Keith... Uh, sexy RV (laughs) parks? What's going on here? Well, this is definitely (laughs) free. Um, I just... Another one that just absolutely
0: made me crack up laughing and I was like, we got to talk about this on the show. (laughs) So I was reading this article. uh, I came across like, has anyone ever seen those really cool looking pink lawn flamingos. Yeah, the plastic ones. Yeah, like,
1: I think
2: they're
0: cool. Like, I'm like, ah, that's kind of funny. Have a few around your pool or something like that. They're
1: kind of like uh, retro, right? Retro, retro
0: Florida-ish, you know what I mean? Um, And I just kind of, I just was, I I was like, oh, what's this about? Well, apparently when you are in an (laughs) RV travel trailer or, you know, whatever, and you are interested in doing a little swinging, you put out a couple pink flamingos and people come knocking. (laughs) who knew i had no idea that this was a thing and um i guess there was this you know couple that was uh, that arrived to an rv park and they'd seen a handful of plastic flamingos and they were like oh aren't those cute you know and uh, they were talking to the rv neighbor and 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 the rv neighbor was said uh mm. I don't think uh, I don't think you want to put those out there and told her what they meant that, that you know, you're a swinging
1: couple if you do that. That's a good neighbor, by the way.
0: And a very good neighbor. I mean, someone else might have said, go ahead, put them out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, this couple was like, oh, we don't do that. Um, and the article goes on to talk about how it's not just pink flamingos that represent...
1: Pineapples.
0: Upside down pineapples. Oh, I didn't see the upside down part. Yeah. Big on cruise ships, apparently, you know, so really? if you walk if you're on a cruise ship and you walk by a door with an upside down flamingo and you had a little too much to drink,
1: knock it on up? Yeah. <laughs> knock it on up. Don't we'll knock it on up. But,
0: <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, maybe, I, I mean, I don't know how you're feeling that night. Yeah, I mean. Listen. Um So anyway, I thought this was pretty pretty easy and then, you know, it, there's all there's other uh, there's other uh, things too. There's a soft swap apparently, which yeah. is like everything except the uh full on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, th- this article was very informative. informative. It was very informative. I mean, I, listen, if I go on a cruise ship and there's an upside down uh, pineapple. You're walking the other way. I, I'm just glad I'm in the know, you know? <laughs> um, uh, what I, you know what I thought of? I said, what's up with people? The first thing I thought of was, you know, I, the, we have the, the flamingos. We, You mentioned that they're, you know, they're kind of chic and cool, right? And they got, now they got funny. pineapples. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, the LGBT community, they took the rainbow. And I'm like, can we just leave, like, some shit for the rest of us? <laughs>
0: like, you know, I, like, I, just, I just wanted some shit well, for me. Well, you know, the other thing that came to my mind was what I've mentioned on this show before. It's just another example of, you know, an excess of sexuality in this in this country. And it's just... Just it's get,
1: l- it's laughable, but it's a little scary. It's
0: getting out of hand. Yeah, it's, it's just getting scary. out of hand. You know? And I don't
1: mean to sound like an old conservative prude because I'm I don't think I am that. But at the same time, and you've said it before, all great nations when they start to get a little too affluent,
0: empires especially, Greeks, yeah.
1: Romans, you know. Yeah, um, you, you know what's funny? You always say sure. that, and I was listening to something the other day. It might have been Joe Rogan actually, and someone was saying how all empires when they get too affluent, they get a little too just. Life is too good. Yep. It all starts with sexual degradation. Like yeah. Once you start, once that starts to degrade down, and you start to get, it, it's it's always been young, young boys. Unfortunately, you watch some of these old Roman movies, and man, now you're seeing all this kind of stuff. It seems like it's rearing its head in our country. It's pretty pretty wild. Yeah. So you've you've actually done that for a while. So I give you credit for that. Yeah. Well, I read it somewhere a long time ago. Yeah. So that's interesting. We're gonna do a little gear review. Um, Keith and I have one product that we'll review. And then Chad, you have kind of two, but they kind of meld together. So we'll let you do that. Yep. So Keith recently shot a, uh, it was a two gun. Is that what you would describe it as? No. Uh, the West point shoot. Oh yeah. That was two gun. It was two gun. Yeah, Yeah. Rifle pistol, uh, on federal property in New York. Which was awesome. Why is it awesome? Very cool.
0: Because well, New York laws don't apply there. They don't they, give a fuck.
1: They, they were very open about that from <laughs> the very beginning, which I loved. And uh, Keith has his battle belt, and he had just gotten the Nighthawk, and he needed a holster. He didn't have a holster. And also, I didn't have the, I was,
0: Yeah, for my, for my battle belt.
1: And uh, I was in contact with the guys from Slim Fit Holsters, and we were talking a little bit. And I said, yeah, Keith's doing this thing. And they said do you wanted to send you out some holsters, and I said, yeah, I would love to to try them out. And so they sent you out. Uh, it's their DDL, which stands for yep. drop down leg. So basically, it's perfect for a drop, you know, a drop leg holster, which is the way I have it set up. Yeah, you have the leg strap and yep. you, all that stuff, and I, I do as well. And I had just gotten my Shadow system, so I did not have a holster for that. And so they sent you the DDL holster. Uh, yours was valued at sixty dollars. Uh, full disclosure: We did not pay for these, uh, and you know they did not. Ex- they did not even ask me to do a review, so I'm doing this on my own here. Uh, I got the DDL, but I wanted the retention system, so it came with a hood retention um, with a release, and that brought the price up a bit. Uh, that was ninety five dollars um, valued, and. I'll let you go first. I mean, you ran yours first, so yeah, I was a little
0: it. nervous, right? Brand new holster, first time I was running it, and you know, one expensive of the, gun, expensive gun, and one of the DQ uh, qualifiers were you know it, during transition, if your firearm falls out of its holster, you know, you're DQ'd, and it happened to a couple guys, yeah, and I was you know definitely it was definitely on my mind, but I had zero issues uh, other than firing a 40 caliber out of my 45, <laughs> which was totally my mistake. My Uh, Nothing to do with the holster. Nothing to do with the holster. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, I had zero issues with it. And I was, you know, doing things that my body says I should not be doing. And, uh, you know, they had us carrying ruck bags in between stations, you know, and, uh, you know, having to draw and fire and holster and then shoot, you know, your rifle. And I... You know, I've been using it even a couple times since then. I've used it a couple times training with OFT, and I've had you know zero zero issues with it. It is slim, retention is very very good. Um, I haven't had any issues with um, with it integrating with. uh We have the Safari Land Q Q Clips, right? Is that what they call Q- QLS system, and we haven't ha- haven't had any issues with any of that. It was easy hookup. Um, overall, I'm I'm very very happy with it for a pretty affordable price. Like
1: yeah, I, so. We actually got the upgraded Kydex. We went with like beefier Kydex, thicker, yep. uh, which if you're listening, I don't even know if that's on their site, but I just happen to know when I do an OWB on my battle belt, I like to have thicker Kydex. So I asked and they could do it. Uh, mine, so I, Keith, you're going to find this funny. I actually had a problem with mine. Okay. Um, I was at the range and I was using the hood. Oh, you told me about this. I was using the hood, but I didn't say the last part. I was using the hood and after a few draws, the hood, the the uh, screw popped out and luckily i was at a an indoor range and i was able to find it and it happened one more time and so i called them and i said hey you know like this happened and i said i just want to kind of give you a heads up and they said did you put any loctite on it and i was like i did not and they were like yeah there's a uh, box you checked that said you realized that you have to put loctite on our holsters (laughs) and i had not told you that till this moment keith (laughs) so uh so you didn't read the fine print so i did not read the fine print so my bad you didn't read the destruction manual (laughs) yes So just recommend that if you, especially with the hood, there's a lot of moving parts there. Uh, I have since run it extensively. After Loctite. After Loctite, I ran it at OFT. Uh, I mean, we're talking hundreds of draws and zero problems.
0: Which out of all the holsters in all my time of shooting, some come with Loctite, some do not. Yeah. You know, so like I, when you and I talked about, like I said, it's just something, you know, Yeah, you know,
3: like yeah that's standard that's standard practice with any holster. you get yeah. the tension right and then you put loctite on everything and yep. tension tension it. And I would packs.
1: especially stress that on something that has a moving part like a hood because it's going to keep mm-hmm. moving and backing that screw out unless you have Loctite. So that's just for people out there listening. It was totally my brain fart and don't make the same that's mistake.
0: An, that's an experience recommendation, guys. You know, like when I was first getting into this, I was like, screw Loctite. I don't like I never liked using Loctite on anything, even yeah. automotive
1: when they called for it.
0: Now, experience tells me use Loctite.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they, <laughs> yes. got some, they have some really good options. Blue, blue Loctite. Yeah. Blue lock. are Yeah, <laughs> not definitely the, not the red, not the red, right. or you're never yeah. getting it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they have some options. So these are options that are, I don't want to say free, but you know, you can put these on. I don't think there's any charge for these. You can do an optic cut. You can do threaded barrel. You can do uh, suppressor height sights, compensators, extended mag release, um, a recover rail for the guns that would have that. So there's a ton of different options. And I also love that they have a ton of different colors, they have different uh, textures like carbon fiber, and you also can choose your washer color. So you can really kind of customize these. We we just went black, but you can customize these really any way you want. You can even do custom wraps with custom prints with your logo and that kind of stuff. They have, they have inside a, the waistband, they have... They have a, a good
0: selection of pistol
1: makes and models.
0: and And... They were very good about it. If you're if if it's not listed here, just call us and tell us what you got. Yeah. And we'll make it work.
1: It's and I mean it's extensive. There's guns I've never even heard of on the yeah. list. So very extensive. They have sidecars, they have regular appendix, they have single clip appendix, double double clip, they have different clip options. They have wings. They have wedges. I mean, you name it, they've got it. Uh, and on top of that, I think this is kind of cool. I love when companies do this. Uh, they have free printable targets on yep. their website, which I think is cool. Uh, Chad, when little plug here. When Chad sends out products, he gives you a little dry fire card. I think that's an awesome touch. Uh, yeah, I love when companies do this cool stuff, you know. And the only thing I will say, and this is for people listening, I like to be, you know, again, full disclosure, their current lead time is 15 to 20 days, which I've, had, not pe- bad. I've had people say, like, oh, like I could get one like <laughs> right now. But you got to realize that they're printing these custom, like whatever your choice is, they're making How it. How long for did you, you wait for the last tier one holster that you? Very long, <laughs> very long, exactly. So, my point is, top companies that are doing top work and it's custom for you, your gun, that's the case. If you want to go get, I don't want to throw a name out there, but if you want to go get that one that's just, they have hundreds of the same one, yeah, you could get one. And what I find is, if you're someone who this is your first gun, yeah, maybe you want to get a holster right away. You're anxious. But if you have a lot of guns, like for me, I'm like, "Ah, I'll just wait until the holster comes (laughs) in and I'll carry my other gun, one of my other 10 guns or whatever. So uh, that's it for the most part. Um, I found them to be a really good company to work with. Uh, We're not affiliated with them other than them sending a couple holsters to us with no strings attached. They didn't ask for a review, but I wanted to give one. And I, I was impressed. I like them. So yeah, still using it. Yeah. So that's definitely my OWB battle belt holster for my shadow systems, hundred percent. So there it is. Uh, that's what I think of them. That's what Keith thinks of them. And Chad, you have the floor.
3: Yeah. So, uh, my gear review product of choice is the, um, Arisaka rail slider system. So to give a little bit of backstory. Um, working on uh, shooting uh, at distance, a little bit longer range, focusing on marksmanship. Like I said, that started kind of last year, working with uh, Mike and Fred. And um, uh, Mike is kind of known in the industry for um, working with companies, well-known companies, uh, doing some product development. And uh, Mike worked with uh, Arisaka on this project. Um, So what, what Mike found in uh, teaching for uh, a lot of years, uh, teaching long range for a lot of years, um, guys using anywhere from small AR platform rifles to larger bolt guns. Um, pretty much everything that was out there was the uh, Arca system, and uh, Arca was originally designed for uh, for cameras, uh, right. for camera use. Um, so you mount, you know, whatever this. Arca plate onto the bottom of the rifle, and then you mount it to the tripod. Uh, this was before like shooting tripods was a thing. Everybody was using like Manfredos and stuff like that, and you would mark, mount uh, Arca plate on there onto your rifle, and then you can uh, use a tripod to shoot your rifle off of. Um, and they slip because if you know how Arca is designed, it's it's slick and it just has a V cut and notches, and then the the mount slides into that. Um, so when you're shooting big, heavy rifles with a little bit of recoil, it would slip. Um, mm-hmm. some companies have gotten kind of slick with, uh, with their designs and start to scallop and put ridges into the side of it to make it grab better. Um, but, uh, Arisaka and, uh, Mike said, you know, uh, one of the old school methods that was really, really well for a lockup was, uh, Picatinny, mm-hmm. um, but because you have that boss that goes in between the Picatinny slots that, uh, makes it so it doesn't slide on recoil. Um, so it's a, it's a cool little uh, ball head adapter that goes onto your tripod. Um, and it uh, it has a little boss in there that slides into the Picatinny. So they sell, um, they sell Picatinny, uh, links of Picatinny that adapt to M lock hand guards in various lengths and, and, and whatnot so you pick out you know the size that you need for your rifle you buy that and then you buy the rail slider that goes on to your ball head of your tripod um, and then you can simply loosen the uh, rail slider system by one click reverse and then you can pop your Picatinny on there slide it to the position that you want it and then you just tighten it one one more forward and it locks it in because that boss drives into the the slot in the Picatinny. So then upon recoil, it will not slide or slip whatsoever. Um, and it's a really cool system because I have one. Uh, I have the rail slider on my tripod, but I also have it on my bipod. So if I want to take my bipod off, couple really quick back. questions. Really, really quick, really yeah. quick.
1: So yeah, I, I have not. I have not. Uh, gone down the rabbit hole of uh shooting for for distance so much and it's an expensive one (laughs) yeah and it's definitely something that i want to do it's on my it's on my bucket list well not a bucket Uh list but it's on my list of things to do and but i'm always looking and i recently kind of i don't say recently but i more recently found out about arca rails and what that is and i thought that was that was it you know what i mean like that to me i'm like oh I'm, i'm getting an arca rail so mm-hmm. I'm looking at this system, and I just have a couple questions. So, first off, when you say, like, if I have on a bipod, let's say, where I have I have it on a ball mount, and I want to mm-hmm. slide it, and I click to the, you know, one click forward or back, it it rides smooth at that point.
3: Yes, yeah. So basically, what you do is you you know, it just has a little a little tension knob. So, and, but you it, you can feel the clicks in the retention knob. So you, you back it one notch and then it has a little button. If you look at the image, it has a little silver button. And that is the, um, the piece that goes in between the picatinny to lock it in. You push that in and then you can slide your, your rifle forward and aft. And the same thing with a bipod. So if I have my bipod on the front and I want to slide it back further aft to adjust it, I would just back it off one notch, put the, push the button and slide it where I want it. And then lock it back down. And, and now is it hard to secret. find,
1: like, have you ever had a problem where like it, you go to lock it in and it's on the ridge of the Picatinny and not in the groove? No,
3: it kind of like detents through it. Gotcha. If that makes sense. It kind of yes. like click clicks through it a little bit. If yep. you, you can, Almost it, it slides very free, but once you know you're in there, it clicks in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You let the button go when you want, when you're right about where you want it. And then it clicks in, it settles and then you just tension. And I have not had that thing slip and I've used ARCA before, even the newer scallop versions. And it does slip because if you just look at the geometry of ARCA versus, and you put them side by side versus the rail slider system, just based on just basic geometry and a little bit of pressure, you know, what's which one's going to hold better. So not only is it, it's it's smaller as well because you know what the width of picatinny right right so arca is like three times the width of a a a sliver of picatinny sure so when you're trying to shoot if if i want to shoot standing up um and i have this and i had one a big arca plate on the bottom it's kind of weird right it's just it it's very weird to have that giant Arca plate on there.
1: Is it a little bit weird to have not, I realize you're talking about a, a firearm that's meant to shoot for distance. You're not really going to be like necessarily like shouldering the rifle as much, but is, is it weird to have Picatinny on the bottom and possibly on the top? Like, I feel like, is that like a lot on your hand to kind of grip all that? Cause you're adding width to the grip and then texture and all that.
3: Not really because most of the modern uh, rails are fairly slim anyway. Yeah. yeah. And most people will put like a hand stop or something on the bottom of their and, rifle. And I feel like and I'm seeing them. more and more hand guards with Picatinny on the bottom and top as well.
1: Well, they it's, can add, they yeah, can because add it's the very
3: usable. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, like it's,
1: um, it's much more for IBR, it's, it's, it's,
0: for a light, you know, who knows? Yeah. What I right, like about this,
1: we're looking at a picture here and they got a rifle that's on a ball mount on a tripod, and then they have a bipod on the front. So, like, clearly, this would be like, yeah, you, know, you can move you can move from one place to another, one type of shooting yep. to another. They have barricade stops that go on. So, very modular, which I think is really cool. Yep, and like I have
3: it on my I have it on my short 125, the the Picatinny, and then I also have it on my uh SPR build, which I can still stand and shoot. It has a it has a LPVO on it. And I can still stand and shoot it if I need to. Um and it's just a cool system because you can also buy the adapters for my my spotting scope so my spotting scope has the same like a, a little mount on it too that just pops into the rail slider and then now I'm using my my buy, uh, my spotting scope and if I want to put my rifle on it it's one click pops it off and then then my rifle slides on it. that's cool yeah so i mean
1: QD is where it's at in, in anything you're doing you know like actually right. this is off topic a bit but I'm in the process of wiring the studio for cameras and I'm having some troubles. But one thing that I have dialed in is I have all these mounts and the cameras run QDs and I can move them from a tripod to a fixed mount to my car, to the, you know, the ring light upstairs. Like I can put it on all these different apparatus and it's just literally a lever, pick up the camera, go to another apparatus. So it's, it's a really good way to, it's a good way to like operate. Yeah, it's,
3: it's, I I just think it was a really, really, really cool system and I can, it just, it just works so easy. And I know just because of having that extra boss in there and the way that Picatinny is shaped and how it locks in, that it's just not going to go anywhere.
1: And of course, Um, if you didn't want a full rail of Picatinny, you could have it just towards the back where the, you know, where your tripod would be. So you wouldn't have to necessarily have it on the, you could have it just where like an Arca rail normally would be. Right. And I, I run
3: a full length from front to back. The I take, it, mine takes up the entire handguard, but, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bother even on my twelve five standing and shooting with that. It actually gives me more grip that makes when sense. I'm holding it, yeah, you know? Um, and then it's just another piece of metal that's separating from heat and stuff like that. I mean, it's still going to heat up, but it's just another piece um, to give me, uh, give me more grip. So it's, it's a really cool system. Um, it just integrates really well with 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 everything and and what I'm currently working on.
0: And we're talking um, Picatinny a lot,
3: but they do it for Mlock, They do it for everything. They got everything, right? Uh, yeah, it's. I think the uh, the the Picatinny is primarily with has mlock nuts on it. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the rail slider system can can go on uh, a bipod. It can go on a spotting scope. It can go on binos. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a it's a really cool system, and um, Arisaka. If everybody should know who Arisaka is, they make amazing parts and pieces, so you can definitely trust uh, what they do. They're definitely ruffling a lot of feathers when it comes to in the, you know, precision rifle world where people have already spent millions of dollars on. I,
0: I gotta tell you, some of the hardware that they're that in that's in their photos. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: They got Knight's Tournament on there. And yeah, kinds. yeah. I mean, I'd, yeah. Like
1: to, I'd like to have a go at some of those. <laughs> all right. So we're going to get to the second half of the show. But before we do, I want to briefly talk about Four Patriots. Their 72-hour kit provides breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three days and at a very reasonable price of $29. You can get one for each member of your family. Keith and I personally taste-tested this kit, and we weren't disappointed. I can honestly say... That we make that I'm sorry, that they make a quality product that we tested out, and it's all at a great price. It's all made right here in the USA. It has a 25-year shelf life, and it gets even better. They've offered our listeners 10% off with the discount code gunexperiment 10. So go check them out at fourpatriots.com. All right. So second half of the show. Uh we're gonna get another article here. This one, Keith, you actually sent this to me and I read it. I actually, when I initially read it i didn't know where your headspace was at i know if you had read it or (laughs) sent it um because if you read it it could go either way and so the article is about a woke busting app that helps with values-based shopping and so it's an app called veebs v-e-e-b-s yep and what it does is it rates items based on social values. So you go into the grocery store. There's a video on Twitter about this. Uh, it is a paid app. I looked at it. Correct. I was gonna. I was gonna. I tried it. it. I
0: downloaded it. Try it. it's ninety nine cents a month if you want the good
1: information. Okay, it's not too bad. Not too bad. But uh, it basically has a barcode scanner, and you take your phone. And if you're going to buy the example they give, you go to Ben and Jerry's, you scan the barcode, and it gives you a social values score. Uh, I initially thought. Important to mention that a social value score
0: based on the settings that you give it, liberal, conservative. So it goes both ways. Okay. And then they they
1: do claim that. They, they say that we're not – but it seems – I mean, the information seems, is there. It makes a lot of sense, right? It seems to be – which, by the way, is awesome. I think mean, that's great what you just said. It seems to be getting a very big following from conservatives, though. Sure. Um, it seems to – if I had to give it a lean, it seems to be like a right – sort of a right trend or a trend for the right – but i didn't know that part i missed that part so
0: i only knew that because i downloaded the app and went in and it made
1: me select okay was there a gun was there anything about guns no it was uh, there were it was
0: liberal conservative lgbt and whatever other letters they attached to it um uh veteran veteran owned or not okay um uh, and there might have been socially responsible and climate
1: climate responsible sounds, something like that. Yeah. You know, so you pick. You had to pick three. Okay, made you pick three. Okay, and so you do that, and it gives a value. And so the example they gave was like Ben and Jerry's, and the girls. Like, clearly, she was more conservative, lean. She's like, oh well, this one has a really low score, not not to my liking, but you know, Breyers has a much better score, and you know, I'll I'll okay. buy buy Breyers. So it, it sort of goes down that down that route. And so first off. Uh, As someone who is more conservative and certainly doesn't agree with a lot of woke culture, I think this is good. I think it's nice to have the ability to sort of figure out what companies you want to support more than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's a big distinction between cancel culture and using your money with companies that you think align with your values. I think there's a big Mm -hmm. difference there. So I want to just... That out. I'm not, I'm not for cancel culture on in any way, shape, or form for either side. I think that's bullshit. But if a company does something that you don't like, you have every right to not spend your dollars with that company. And so the part of this that I don't like, I already said what I do like, what I don't like is there's this whole thing, and guys, I don't know if either of you have heard of this, but this thing called ESG. Have you heard of this, Keith? Yeah, Chad. So environmental, social, and corporate governance. And that is the main sort of umbrella. But then under that, there's the HRC, which is the human rights campaign. And then there's also the CEI, which is the Corporate uh, Equality Index, which is overseen by the human rights campaign, which is the, happens to be the largest LGBTQ lobbying group. So there's all these sort of social forces at play. Uh, I also found that millennials tend to be more Inclined to value-based shops than any other demographic of age group, which I thought was interesting, and it's because our age group is trying to find the cheapest price and, <laughs> right. and support our right. kids. <laughs> uh, but where I find all this interesting is this ESG, this environmental, social, and corporate governance rating, is really scary to me. And should be it, it, it's scary on surface level, but it's really scary because if you know anything about. The Chinese, <laughs> is that, did you know where I was going with yeah, this? Yeah, I do. Right? They have their social sc- uh, credit score. Yep. And that social credit score changes with behaviors. And it could be everything from, oh, you have a speeding ticket? Well, your score drops. Oh, you littered? Littering drops your score. And it gets to the point where in China, keep in mind, they're you know not the same, same type of political and government philosophy as us. They are not free in any way, shape, or form. That if your score drops too low, guess what? you can't buy a car, you can't buy groceries, you can't, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And so they literally start to make you toe the line and become less free on your decisions and what you choose to do. You or know. Just, or decide the things that they want you to decide. Right, right. Oh, oh Keith, you have a supercharger? Well, your score just dropped. Oh, if you, uh, yeah. you want to eat this month, you got to get rid of the supercharger. Speeding tickets alone would be a problem for me. <laughs> so I just find this to be very disturbing but this app I'm like torn on it. Cause I, I like the idea of having the ability to, to shop with companies that align with me, but it just all feels like it's going down the same path. If that, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong with that, but it just, I, I just think you should just, I don't know. I, I, I wish we weren't in this place. Yeah. What do you think, Chad?
3: Yeah. I, I, it's definitely interesting. And, and, and it, I think it's a, it's probably a cool uh, piece of software. Um, and, and, I definitely think that if, uh, if a company is not aligning with uh, your beliefs, then, then you, you definitely shouldn't spend money with them. Um, and that's the biggest way to, uh, to hurt companies that you don't agree with. Like, I mean, you look what's happening to, uh, to what Bud Light. Bud Light yeah. Um, I know it's not the, that's not the company name, but Anheuser Bush. Bush, I guess, Yeah, but uh, that kind of stuff, like it had a, great impact on that or, or, or ter- uh, a, a great impact on that company in a negative way, of course. But um, yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, I don't really know how I feel about it other than I know that if I was to use that app, it would take for gr- uh, grocery shopping forever. <laughs> it would. It would uh, until it would you learn, take,
0: the, until you learn the product. I mean, I guess the social scar could change, but
1: yeah.
3: Right. Now I, I would just also wonder like how they collect their data um, yeah. where do they get it from, sure. because you can find misinformation everywhere. So I would just be curious. Um, yeah. With that, like campaign donations and stuff like that, that's what I would probably be uh, more inclined to uh, want to know about when it comes to.
1: So funny you uh, say that companies. years ago, I had an app on my phone that you could look up. It wasn't like this where you could scan products, but you could look up products and it talked about basically their campaign finance, who, who they, who they spent their lobbying dollars with. And it was really specifically a pro 2A app. So it kind of gave a rating on how, how pro 2A or anti, you know, anti 2A the company was. And what I found was if I really wanted to support the second amendment, I would just have to cease to exist on this planet.
3: Yeah. It just it wasn't possible. I agree. And I, that's the way I kind of feel about a lot of things to be honest with you is, um, I'm not go- like, you know, a lot of stuff was going on with the NFL back in the day and stuff. And, and it, it's like, you know what, I really enjoy watching this and I'm not going to be a miserable bastard that doesn't get to watch football. Um, so, you know, I'm still watching football. Right. That doesn't mean that, uh, I'm spending a lot of money on NFL gear. Cause I didn't, I just enjoyed playing fantasy football and watching uh, pro football. Um, but you know, if companies are outwardly supporting things that I don't agree with, then yeah, for sure. I'm definitely not going to spend my money there. So, but it's, it's very interesting, but yeah, the whole, the whole thing kind of, you know, uh, talking about China, that's, that definitely brings it into a different light to something to think about.
1: Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause you mentioned about, the NFL and it's funny because you're absolutely right. I I've always said there was an actor I can't remember who it was years ago my father was like you know that that actor he's like almost communist. I won't watch any of his movies and I'm like but you're missing some really good movies pop. You know like I mean <laughs> like there's some good movies you're missing just I understand what you're saying but my point and my point to him and what you kind of said is you can't protest everything. You just can't. It's not no. possible, you know. And 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 really, nor You'll should you. will be miserable. You'll be miserable, and nor should you. And really, you have to figure out the things that are sort of your line and that you can live yep. without, right? So, like Budweiser is a good example, or you Bud Light is a battles. good example. Listen, there's plenty of shitty beers, and I've always been a champagne a beer guy, Keith. Too. Oh yeah. And so if Uh-oh, I can. Oh yeah. My, yeah. My guys. Yeah. If I can do Miller, if I can do High Life all day long, I'll do that all day long over Bud Light anyway. So it's easy for me to give up Bud Light. You I know. I never drank Bud Light to give it up. Very, very true. <laughs> right. My point I'm is, if I wanted a to give man, it up, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I wanted to give it up, it'd be easy because there's plenty of other options for me. But if I really loved Bud Light, and you got to make that decision for yourself, you know. But I, I agree. Bud that was
3: Light, a, Bud Light is huge in Georgia, and they took a huge hit here. Yeah. Up, like a big hit here.
0: I think, I, and I think, I think the problem that they had there, you know, yes, the 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 meat and the potatoes of what the issue was 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 it? But once that you know now you know out of a job vice president of marketing came on and said we were you know Bud Light was too fratty. It was like you know you're you're basically saying so the people who made you who you are are not okay. good aren't, aren't good enough anymore. Yeah. And, and isn't it,
3: that that's familiar, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, it is very familiar.
0: <laughs> so it's just I, I think that's where the mistake is. Like you know you want to support these other. People fine, but don't forget who got you where you're at, well, or
1: don't yeah. forget the others too. You and know? and when I was reading up on the whole ESG and the you know social governance, that Bud Light campaign that was a major part of that. That mm-hmm. was specifically why that campaign happened. Yeah. So this you know ESG thing is a real real threat because companies that don't mm-hmm. even want a part of it feel the pressures to be a part of it. And yeah, it's, it's weird. You, you see
3: companies that used to never speak about politics openly, never speak about social issues openly, but they're being forced to talk about it now. Yeah. Like they're, they're being forced to, to have to talk about it. And uh, a lot of times they, they have to align with the masses or else they'll get hung. Like they will be, the company will be decimated if they don't align with the masses. And evidently they thought they were aligning with the masses, which they were obviously incorrect about that.
1: Yeah. So Keith, we've been all over the map today, but uh, we really haven't talked a whole about gun stuff. So
0: PBS article, uh, which uh, by Lauren Baron Lopez and Sam Lane, it basically had a, uh, Transcript of a, a conversation that uh, these two people had uh, from uh, a survey that was done of people between the ages of fourteen and thirty, um, and they, um, it's, they they say it's the first of their kind. I t- disagree, but uh, it's a survey about uh, this age group's attitude towards guns and gun violence um, in the country, and um, basically, you know. I, the, <laughs> the article was interesting in in terms of the fact that they you know pretty much started right away with this this age group has a serious concern with gun violence in the United States and, and the age group is 14 to 30 14 correct? to 30 right. and and feeling unsafe and that there's a huge connection Uh, or 40% of of the individuals surveyed have a connection to somebody who was harmed with gun violence. And they go out of their way to really make it sound like it's everywhere. And when you read a little deeper, it was 4,100 people. It's hardly a representation of that age
1: group. It's funny that you say that because you texted me and you said, does 4,100 out of that population, is that a fair uh, sample size for that survey? And so- but I honestly, it's been... It's not. Long, there's like it, 125 p- million people so in that age group. I did not know the number. I did not know that number. I tried it's, it's to find it. It's a third that. of the
0: country, okay. a,
1: at least. But I did do some quick math. And so uh, I, I looked this up because I want to be sure of my facts. And typically statisticians say that 10% of a, of a population is... Fair. Is a fair and accurate. Any more than that is actually too much. But 10% is sort of the the number. And it's not even close. Well, let's let's say there's
0: 125 million people in this skate group. And I think it's more than that. Yep. 1.25 million would right. be 10%. Right. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Um, and where are these people from? Are they from a concentrated part of the country? Well, are they from a different part of the country? That's the other part. Who answered the phone? Who didn't answer
3: the phone? Yeah. Right? Let this me is ask you this. All surveys. <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Um, what do you guys see? Like talking to young people. Like what is... what Because... You know, I
0: think it really depends. I don't on, really like
3: statistics, like as far as that kind of stuff, like right, just yep. polling people because it can right. be super biased. You know, the same thing with with the economy and stuff like that. I like to pay attention to what's happening around me. So that, I'm just curious to you talk. You guys talking mm-hmm. to young people? Kind uh, of what, Mike, Mike,
2: Mike,
0: and I were at a neighborhood party recently, and we had a conversation with someone um, about firearms in households with kids. Yep. Right. Yeah. And. My kids, Mike's kids, are very familiar with firearms. I literally had my kid out with my son with a little cricket, twenty two. He was shooting on his own, unassisted, front with me, <laughs> you know. He knows, you know, the four safety rules of, of, of the firearm. He knows that the firearms are stored in the safe. He does not have access to those guns. If he wants to see a, a gun, he asks.
1: We make a habit. You know Yeah, and- but we're we're probably I, I think Yes, Hunter, everything you just said, but I think so, Chad. I think what you're getting at is are like, do we think young people are scared? Is what you're saying? Well, right. right.
0: I, what I'm getting at is, my kids are not scared of guns,
1: but <laughs> but it's but just like that's an unfair sample size. You can't go off of just like our kids because like we no, obviously but, have. An but that's what yeah, Chad yeah, is kind of saying.
0: He's like saying, "What are you? He- what do you hear in your? I think
3: circle? so. Yeah, like well, maybe not in your circle. Like outside of your circle. Like you, you're at a ho- you're at a holiday thing. You, you know, hanging out with with family, or maybe you're out in public you're meeting someone's kids or whatever and conversations happen. I mean, teenagers, 20 year olds, that kind of stuff, because what I'm seeing is, is that, uh, yeah, the majority, especially the, what is, I don't even know what below millennials is, but, um, that generation that's in their twenties right now, the majority of them think it's an issue, but they, they just,
1: they think it's an issue because of the media. Like, because it's plastered everywhere. Yeah, Keith asked a question. This is over text when he had sent this article. And he said, the first thing he said was about the sample size. And the second thing he said was, should 14, although 30-year-olds are clearly in the group that can, should like 14 to seventeen year olds I said 17, because like, you know, when you're 17, you're like about to be an adult at 18, right? Yeah. Like, you know, so like- So you had said, should they be affecting legal yeah. change? And I, I think to a certain extent- no, in terms of like if you're 14 years old, I don't think you should have a have a, a say in law. But no. I do think that social commentary and public opinion, whether you're 14 or 15 or 16 or 18, I think that you have a right to express how you feel. And if that feeling is over if that feeling is overwhelming, I think the country can certainly take into account how people feel. Not that they should directly have a vote or a say, but I think their right of freedom of speech at that age to to speak, if they're eloquent and and they can express it properly, I think is okay. The issue that I have more so is the fact that, and you said it, Chad, I think the media plays up a lot. I read a thing the other day, I thought this was interesting. It was about teachers. And it was all these teachers who were saying that they're kind of like like they're fed up with their job. They're they're finding parents and students and administration to not be supportive. Students aren't motivated to learn. It was it was basically that kind of a conversation. And this yeah. one teacher said, uh, and I, it, hit, it kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. I, I I have to admit, she or he said, I signed up for this job to teach kids. I signed up for this job to get involved with young people and to educate them. I didn't ever expect to be doing active shooter drills and hiding under desks. And it's just more than I can really bear. And I have to say, there was a piece of me that actually felt for this person, even though I was just reading their story, because that's a reality, right? Like we, we shouldn't have to live in this world. We shouldn't have to live in a world where, right, exactly. And so I do think that maybe that demographic is more scared, because they are the ones that are going through school. with... We didn't go through school with active shooter drills.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this are you know, it, it's it's very clear that gun deaths are on the rise. When we were in school, they were probably at their lowest point in the yeah. '90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, in recorded history, anyway. And I think that's probably part of it. You know, um, you know, we've talked on a couple of shows ago, sh- school shootings are a thing they've been a things for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, even before Columbine. Um it's just uh there 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 I understand what you're saying that that group of people or that age group of 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds have a
3: right to their feelings like I I get that point. Yeah. I, but, yeah, the, at the, I don't think the age in my, I don't think the age matters. Sorry to cut you off, but no, like, no you're fine. It, like, even if I was to talk to my six year old, my seven year old about this or someone's four year old, like, because they're going through these active shooter drills and they're hearing things and they're seeing things. Or, so it's a, it's a whole thing that we could talk forever, but just to make it short, like it, it is, we have to take part in having these conversations and explaining and introducing people to firearms, so we can counteract this. Yeah. That's that that it, it's a whole long thing. But anyway, sorry. No, to I, interrupt ahead, you. Ahead, the, the, this
0: this you know sir, this discussion between the people who did the survey goes on to say that one of the things that they found really troubling is that you know forty percent of these forty one hundred people that were uh, surveyed said that they noted that seventeen um, percent. I'm sorry. Uh, 40% noted that they plan to have access to firearms pretty soon. And even 17% say they plan to purchase one when they have the money to do one or when they're old enough to do one. And they found that troubling. And I'm like, is that
2: troubling? (laughs) No, that's awesome. (laughs) That's that's awesome, (laughs) right?
0: Like, I, I don't understand that because it's a weak mindset. It's a weak mindset. And we're taking this information and we're trying to, they're spinning it spin it in a thank you spin it in a way that is making people feel that there's a problem with gun fi- with legal gun owners
1: with gun violence and that is clearly not the issue i think what Stop. we need to what we need to do in terms of this narrative and and so first off i think we have to and you did a really nice job when you said it chad and that is we're talking about humans right and i'm going in the next article we're going to go over i'm going to actually bring this point up again we're humans and so everyone's living their own human experience and everyone is entitled to their own human experience. So if there's someone who's troubled by it, they're entitled to that. And I'm not gonna take that away from them or try to take that away from them. Right. But that doesn't mean that we start banning guns, we start putting these you know draconian laws in place. That's no. the wrong way to go about this. So if you are nervous or you're scared, that's fine. You're entitled to that. This is the dangerous freedom we talked about with Sean from mm-hmm. We Like Shooting right? And that's okay. You're entitled to that. But what we have to realize is the person you're scared of, it's not the gun you're scared of, first of all. It's the shooter you're scared of. And the shooter you're scared of is not the legal gun owner that is Most of the time. Mo- <laughs> most of the time. It is not the legal, responsible, sane individual, gun owner. Mm. And so what we need to get across is we need to worry about the person who is not those things, who is not legally owned sane, you know, doing the right Right. thing. And so so, God,
3: I just want to interject a legally owning someone able to legally acquire and own a firearm. I I don't think that that matters to be honest with you, because I believe everybody should have the right to a firearm. I don't care if you're a felon or, or maybe if you're uh, a, you know, a murderer or something like that. Uh, So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, but I don't agree with somebody that's, that's had, you know, had three DUIs and they now they have a felony in their, uh, but they can't own a firearm. Um,
0: yeah, they wrote excessive bad checks in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah.
3: Right. You know, so I think that that's kind of weird um, as far as. Well, that's a weird nuance, firearm. right? Because like, it so is. we
1: use, I use that term sort of as a colloquial of like legal gun owner. You're talking violent felonies. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. maybe uh, that's. Well, right. th- the bottom line is, how about this? You need to fear the evildoer, right? The person who's a gun owner who has no intention of using it for harm or for ill intent, Though you, you don't need to worry about the person who has does not have those intentions. It is the people who have intentions of taking lives yep. with a and, firearm.
3: And, and typically with school shootings, because it, like a the way that I got it, they were interviewing people that were like school age people, even if it's college or late college or whatever. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. 30 year olds are in college
3: nowadays. Think. Yeah. Think about the typical school shooter. They are weak, confused human beings. weak people, they are weak people. So what we have to do is raise people that are strong minded and sure of themselves and who they are and confident in who they are. I don't care who it is. Gay, not gay, trans, whatever, they have to be comfortable in their own skin, whatever race, whatever religion, if they're comfortable in their own skin and who they are and they're a strong individual, they're not going to do weak minded stuff like what these school shooters do. Those are weak people that we should not be afraid of because it's giving them power. We should empower ourselves. And to fight those kind of weak-minded individuals and raise strong children and strong families and be strong ourselves uh, and be confident in our abilities and what we can do and who we are, because those are weak people that do those kind of things. And we've talked
0: about this a couple times on the show, too. Our schools are not fortified the way they should be. You know, like these school shootings wouldn't even happen if we took, you know, taxpayer dollars and put it to good use and fortified schools like yeah. that wouldn't even, but
1: yeah, that, and, and I, that, and I mean just simply by adding more security, I not mean, even like you're a hundred percent right. But to backtrack to what you just said, Chad, I, that's actually really a good point is the idea that part of the problem, if you look at the parallels between school shootings and our society I mean, it's what we talked. I mean, we're joking about it, but the pink flamingos. Yeah. It's like as you start to, right. you know, degrade our society and just allow just like you know things to happen that I mean, I haven't seen the movie yet, but this new movie that came out. Oppenheimer. No, the other one about the um, child.
3: Child. Oh yeah, yeah, freedom. Something
1: freedom. So it's about a federal agent who basically goes and starts to save. Kids who are being taken for sex trafficking. Mm. It's a it's a, it's based yeah. on a true story. Yeah, I don't know. And they tried actively tried to shelf this project and would not let it go to the theaters.
3: Sound of freedom.
1: Sound of freedom. The sound they, of freedom. Thank thank you. They yeah. tried to actively stop who, it. Who's they? Hollywood, every Hollywood, Hollywood person they put in front of would not touch it. Hmm. And then yep. finally, there was a small production company that took it. They said, Oh, it'll never make money. It'll never sell. It's blowing the doors off out of every movie. It's beating every movie. Interesting. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff like, you know, the fact that we don't want to showcase the fact that kids are being exploited like that, that's mind blowing to me. But as I see this sort of breakdown of our norms and values and the way that we feel about things, and I see the uptick in gun violence, I can't ignore that, that, that those but, two things are connected. Connected. Yeah. And so yeah, it's,
3: it's, 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 it's promoting people to, to, to be like, I was just talking about weak, like weak, weak men, weak boys, like, uh, primarily most of the, the shooters are male. But it's all of these things that are just becoming the social norm. It's just promoting our kids and young people to just be
1: weak, feeble, confused people. Well, because if you have a boy who stands up for themselves or has a voice or is, you know, that's they don't want that. That's toxic, right? You don't don't want boys that do that. You don't want boys that have a voice. So it's all about
3: control. But then it just creates confusion and weak minded people that do crazy things because they just want to seek attention.
1: Right. That's all it is. is
3: Attention seeking. You know, I agree. It's it's a it's a definitely a very, very, very troubling thing.
1: I agree 100 percent. And we have one more article and then we'll wrap the show up. So this article was, if you have to be living under a rock if you haven't heard about this, <laughs> but this is the whole Jason Aldean situation with his new video, Try That in a Small Town. And it was pulled from country music television. Man, I don't know. We, so there was a lot here. We had a lot of back and forth on
0: this during the week. You and yeah. I.
1: So first off, the song, they, they accused him of being pro-lynching, that it was a pro-lynching song. Because it was filmed in the front of a courthouse that... Yeah was, you know, a very racial. So it was filmed in front of the Maury County Courthouse, which was known for, there was a racial riot, and right. there was a young, one young person, not ones too many, but one young person who was lynched right. in front of the courthouse. Here's
0: the problem. Go ahead. They bring that up for this music video, but they do not bring up the tens and dozens of other movie music videos, m- commercials that have used that courthouse many, many times before this music video ever came out. He didn't pick that courthouse.
1: Well, I, I'm not...
0: I don't, the article I, clearly it, says he didn't pick it.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's the fact that his song... They're, they're trying to make a... I'm they're trying to make this right. connection. They're trying to make this connection. That and doesn't
0: exist. The connection does not exist.
1: They're, they're, they're really grasping at straws, right? Because he had been vocal about the BLM protests, yep. which... I mean, a lot of people who? were. Yeah, you know, I, I know black people. People that were, who were for it were vocal about it. People right. who were against it, vocal yeah. About. Uh, you know, so they're 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 sort of trying to make this connection of like, well, you were you were anti BLM protests, and which which we whatever all, we, we, we all know. We, I don't know. Go there. He has a right I, to be against it. <laughs> yes. Here's the end. <laughs> he was. I didn't want to go there, but he was he was against no. it, and now he makes this video in front of this courthouse, and they're trying to make this connection.
0: But there is no connection. The courthouse is a known location for movie. Things. <laughs> you had sent an interesting article about... That somebody debunked the clips that were in the video because he made a comment that all the clips were real... Factual. Factual protesting. I don't even want to say... but He didn't use the word the, protesting. The one that made me factual laugh was... Factual clips. Ones. And, and they're trying to say, well, he lied. They're not factual. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Just because it happened in Germany, it's not factual? Why? Well, I- Just because it happened in Ukraine, it's not factual? I think his overall... You Know again, he hired a director or his movie right. record hired a director to edit and put this music video together. He didn't pick these clips, like right. it, it
1: well, and, I mean, and they're still factual if they happen in other countries, they're still real. It's you know, and and since then, he has since taken out certain clips. This is just recent, I didn't even see this yet. Five days, five hours ago, he took out clips of the BLM protests. Which, you know, kind of annoys me a little bit. It's like, I, I get it. I understand. He's in a I, tough position, man. He is. It's just, I, I get it. Know. It just annoys Again, me. He didn't do it. <laughs> he, <Yeah>. didn't edit. <laughs> he didn't edit the video. No. The guy you know just wrote mean? the song. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So there's
0: another, it wasn't pe- the director.
1: there's another piece to this that directly relates to us and the people in the gun industry. And so part of the song, he makes a, I'm, I'm air quoting here, quote, unquote, he makes a threat to anyone trying to take his guns away. And I don't know the exact line. He makes this sort of like, you know, basically you're not going to take my guns away. And I've seen other influencers. I've seen people in the YouTube space, one person in particular, I've actually had him on the show, uh, who talked about how, let's not forget, Jason Aldean spoke out about being sort of, I'm again, air quoting this, pro-gun control after the Vegas shooting. He had said, you know- He was there. he, He was on stage. He was there. Yeah. And- he had made comments about, you know, it shouldn't be that easy for people to get, you know, that many guns or that. Many, I don't know the exact. I'm not going to say it's a quote. I'm sort of paraphrasing. It's too
3: easy to get guns first and foremost.
1: Yeah. And so. Is what he I, said. This goes back to that sort of like that human experience thing. Like, I, I, I feel like people in our industry, in the gun industry, in the gun sphere, you know, this is one of those things where, okay, yeah. Like, I don't agree with that statement. You know, but he can he walk back a statement? Like, are people allowed to change their?
0: Are people allowed to change their minds? Like, you're, I you're allowed to say you're a woman today and then
1: detransition tomorrow, and I, I mean you're allowed to do that, I guess. I, I, I just you know this one person in particular was like, let's not forget that he had made this, kind of, and I'm like, I, yeah, I get it, I, I understand that. But he also did get shot at while he, you know, there was a at shoot while, time, while he was. At, I could understand how maybe his emotional. mind was emotional, right? It, again, mm-hmm. that human experience of at that time his he was thinking a certain way. I don't think that means that we label him anti-gun for the rest of his life. So I'm saying I'm, I may lose listeners over this, but shame on you if you do, because <laughs> because listen, we do have to realize that. This is a n- very nuanced, very complex issue. And while I do agree with the sort of idea of dangerous freedom and the idea, just give me one second, Keith. Yep. The idea that I don't want my gun rights taken away. I don't want any of it banned. I don't I agree with what you said earlier, Chad, people that aren't violent felons, violent criminals, they should have the right to earn back rights. But I do think we also need to sort of be careful that we don't put people on a permanent pedestal of you are anti-gun you are this you are that that we should allow people to sort of change their mind change their statement
0: there have been many many instances since music has been recorded of misinterpretations of meanings of songs that have been written by the artist he has clearly come out and said what the meaning of this song is we should believe that yeah he wrote it he's the artist he's telling us what it means how it's being interpreted is not how it was meant to be interpreted by him. That's
1: a very good point.
0: So, it's a very for me, that's where I end on it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Chat. I will. You can. You can totally disagree with what I said about him and anti-gun and pro-gun control. No,
3: I, I wasn't gonna. I was actually going to agree because if we if we don't if we if we just cancel someone because they said something in 2018 and now they want to. You know, change their views in twenty twenty three what are we what are we advocating for for the second amendment for? we We are advocating <clears throat> to do just that to allow people to change their minds and help them change their minds because I guarantee you during the protests a couple years ago that that changed a lot of people's minds. So we can't hold up the past and say, You know, hold them to what they said in the past and say, oh, no, 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 you said this. We should allow them to change their minds because what are we doing here? What are we advocating for if we're not going to allow people to change their minds? That's what we should be doing, trying to convince and, and change people's minds and educating them so they can change their minds in the right direction
1: for us. I like it. And I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and a very special thanks to Chad for hanging out with us and chopping it up. Be sure to head over to FlatlineFiberCode.com and check out all of their great products. Remember, he told us there's new stuff in the works. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard.